Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite Lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Welcome back, Shepherds. Sometimes I like to say shepherds instead of specters because it's funny to think of a universe of us out there all being the same person but looking slightly different. Uh, this is the Mass Effect Lorecast. I'm your host, Tom, or Robots, and uh, Sam is here with me as usual. Sam, welcome back. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I had Panda Express today, so I'm on cloud nine. Cloud nine with Panda Express. Yeah, man. It's been a while since I've had a Panda Express. That's yeah, no, I, 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 I ate it. I'm liking it now. It's I'm, I'm going to pay for it later. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's like the, you know, it's the fast food of, you know, it's just fast food. That's what happens. Anyway, this is the fast food episode. No. Um, <laughs> so last episode, we went over the technology of weapons in Mass Effect. But you're telling me we kind of landed the last episode on kind of a cool idea that the stuff we discussed last week doesn't apply to all the weapons that there's actually variations on this no it doesn't apply to all of them um there are some notable exceptions that i want to talk about because of how cool the explanation of their of their uh, mechanics is and so everything that we discussed last episode is still applicable for like the majority of small arms in the mass effect universe mass effect fields but, like chopping off the metal block and the little projectiles all of that stuff yeah that's the that's the basic technology of firearms in mass effect right um but there are a, there are more exceptions than we have time to go over so i wanted to give a list of my favorite my my list of four cool unique weapons and what we know about their technology oh this sounds cool okay awesome awesome well let's dig into it which one do we start with we got to start with my personal favorite the m920 cane cane uh, like cane enable cane like you this know, one's I, used to shoot your brother. I looked at I looked at it in the Art of Mass Effect book, and I didn't see anything biblical, so I don't <laughs> think that it was biblical. Okay, but the the uh, the well, it's actual C A I N. So it is. However, the the person that it's named after, you might be familiar with. Ah, it's Tim Kane from Fallout. Really? Yeah, it's Tim Kane. They actually named it after Tim Kane. Wow. 
Huh. So oh, that, yeah, designer on Fallout and Fallout 2. Yeah, but I wonder why a gun. Like, I wonder if it... Okay, well, well keep, it's keep a, talking. It's a nuke gun. It's, oh, it's, it's a nuke gun. Ah, I see. Like a mini so, nuke. I get you. I get you. Yeah. And so how how could someone not like a nuke gun? Right? <laughs> right. This is this is basically the fuck you gun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's my, it's my personal favorite because, like... Anyone that's watched my streams know that knows that like after a few deaths in a certain engagement, I get I get so rattled, and eventually <laughs> like if I have the cane on me, like I'm, I'm like all right, it's enough child's play. It's time to sit the fuck down. <laughs> I'm coming this out, I'm pulling this yeah. thing out. Yeah. Um, and so I pull it out when I've been struggling with <laughs> Jesus. I should rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I pull the gun out. Uh, when I've been struggling with pyros flanking me with turrets. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get over that gaff. Swip <laughs> it out, dude. <laughs> uh, I pulled this gun out when I've been struggling with pyros flanking me and turrets and, you know, being spammed across the battlefield and banshees just keep swarming your location, grabbing your fucking head. And <laughs> it's just so annoying. So, you know, it's like, nope, I'm not going to deal with it. Cane time. And yeah, yeah. then they die. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in Fallout, for anybody who doesn't play Fallout, there's a mini nuke, which is kind of like a portable. I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's got like a little nuke bomb. It sits yeah. in like a yeah. little sled and it goes like off the little thing and it shoots like, I don't know, 50 yards in front of you. And then all of a sudden mushroom cloud. It's like a handheld warhead trebuchet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's so, it's so, I don't know, it's funny and it's violent and it's very fallout, but Kane is also very, the M920 Kane is very mass effect. As for the details about how it works, the codex tells us that this is a portable particle accelerator surrounding an array of dust form element zero chambers. What the fuck does that mean? I have, <laughs> what, these are just words. I don't, dust form like, element zero. I know what element zero is. A chamber is a place where you put it in. Dust yes. form, like the element zero, is in dust form rather than like uh, one right. mass of solid. It's been, it's like, yes. So it's 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 a part a portable particle accelerator that is surrounding chambers with element zero, but it's in dust. And so, if you're still unsure of what a particle accelerator is, do you, well, have you heard of the Large Hadron Collider? Yeah, yeah, the the CERN collider that everybody who is like was overly out there thinks that is run by Satanists and is going to destroy the world. What? Have you heard this? This is like, <laughs> no, I, yes, no, this is so yeah. Um, yeah. There is a contingent of, uh, extremely religious people. Um, in fact, uh, an old friend of mine is a pastor and he had to, he has a, he's, he's a very conservative Christian. He's, you know, evangelical. Um, and he had he had to do a series of like live videos of him like talking down his congregation because he's like, guys, this science stuff isn't going to kill us. It's not run by Satanists. It's not the end of the world. Like they've been doing this since the 50s. It's totally fine because there are contingents among that community that like anytime science does anything, it's like, oh, it's run by Satanists and they're going to destroy the world. Right. Right. Burn them at the stake. Rah, rah, rah. Right. Which yeah. is ironic. But anyway. Salem Witch Trials 2022. 
Um, yeah. So yeah. So this that's what we're talking about here is a particle accelerator. Yes. The right. the, the large uh, hadron collider. <laughs> I misspelled it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I should screenshot this. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. This is gonna go on the screen. I misspelled it on my notes, and so we'll we'll share it here on the screen because this is a pretty unfortunate uh, uh, typo. And normally I'm pretty good about those, but but this Google is, Drive did not give one. me the uh, the the red squiggly line underneath it let me knew i no, fucked up no it didn't um, no instead, no instead it says this on the screen right here instead it um, says the large hard-on collider hard-on collider yeah <laughs> it's just rocketing hard-ons at each other yeah well i mean you did have to expose yourself or whatever you said earlier <laughs> yeah well i, I do <laughs> you whipped it out I, I pull out the cane when i'm having a hard time <laughs> 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 it's it's basically you know a miniature large hadron collider and for anyone who's familiar with the particle accelerator when you hear a portable miniature weaponized one of those it sounds terrifying for good reason uh it's a miniature one of those and here's how it works so ezo in dust form like we said is subjected to extreme positive and negative electrical currents the is it, wait, isn't electricity just negative hmm Electrons are negative. Yes, I believe you're right. <laughs> so how do you? Oh, I guess like positive and negative, like the poles of like the a battery, charge. like the charge. Okay. Yes. Because like, how do you make an electron positive? Isn't that like a? That's a proton. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you make an electron positive? You tell them a funny joke, Tom. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, they are subjected to extreme uh, currents on both ends of the charges. So the weapon therefore alters the mass of particles to such extreme degrees that when it collides the particles at the target uh, at high speeds, it creates a mushroom cloud. Mm-hmm. Now, the game also tells us in a separate place that that was taken from the codex. But this next thing, it tells us in the description of the weapon, it says that it fires a 25 gram slug at five kilometers a second. And I'm not quite sure how that ties in with the electrical currents and, and whatnot. Maybe the electrical currents are just altering the mass of that slug. But hey, uh, it, it, it communicates a point well enough, which is that uh, lots of force, big boom. Yeah, five kilometers per second is really, really fast. Speed of light, kilometers. <laughs> it's like Let's two see. miles a second. It's three... 30,000 kilometers per second is the speed of light, roughly. So, five kilometers per second is that's a significant fraction of the speed of light. I mean, it's not a ton, but it's that's still fast. How many miles per hour is that? I don't know the conversion to miles, miles to kilometers, mainly because I'm an American. Uh, miles, uh, 30,000 30, kilometers per second. I, I guess that would be times 60, times 100, times 60. For miles per hour? I, I guess so. Day, I see you yeah. in chat asking if I was positive about that electrical current. Hey, man, I'm just bringing you the lore as it is. <laughs> I didn't write it. 100 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour. So that'd be times 100 times 60. That was, uh, oh, 1 billion 800 million kilometers per hour. What? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's the speed of light, yeah. Oh, the speed of light, yes. Right. Okay. So if it was, okay, so if it was... Um, sorry. If it was the five kilometers per second, is that what you're asking? Yes. Okay. So, so that would be five miles per hour. Is that uh, a kilometer is shorter than a mile? So five yes. kilometers per second converted to miles. I'll have to do it. You keep talking. I'll figure it out. 
Well, it would it would be uh, whoops. I'm I'm multiplying five. Here it by is. 60, I found it. I found seconds. it. It's eleven thousand one hundred eighty four miles an hour. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's quick, and it's a twenty five gram slug that has apparently been affected by mass effect fields that uh, alter the mass of it at such extreme degrees that it creates a mushroom cloud. Wow. Cool. So, <laughs> so it's, it's not really a nuclear weapon, though. Not really. Because it doesn't cause fission or fusion, or, and it doesn't leave fallout, like radioactive fallout, so long as, I guess, the target itself is not a nuclear warhead. Uh -huh. um, it does have nuclear reactions inside the weapon. But the codex tells us that those are shielded by lead alloys and graphic graphite rods. Graphic, not graphic <laughs> rods. <laughs> Jesus. The hard on collider is pretty graphic. It's a graphic rod. <laughs> First, I'm talking about whipping it out. And then I got large hard on colliders. <laughs> and, and, and now rods. I'm talking about graphic rods. This is almost as good as our episode where we talked about um, slamming it in the ass. <laughs> There's a lot of gaps for one episode. Oh man, um, <laughs> this one's getting this one's getting the mature rating. This explicit Sh yep. shielded by yeah, we're we're earning that one. Um, <laughs> shielded by lead alloys and graphite rods uh, to protect the user. The graphite rods will protect you, not the graphic ones. Those don't protect you. <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, like I, I said, it got its name from Tim Kane and Fallout. And that makes a lot more sense than Kane from Kane and Abel. Sure. Um, sure. And if you remember in Mass Effect 2, we pick up these things that are called power cells. Those are the things that that uh, power our heavy weapons. Right. Mm -hmm. And they can be broken down, though. Because as you remember last episode, we talked about how the Omni tool can kind of refabricate things into different things. And these power cells are can be refabricated into the graphite rods with an Omni tool. Oh. Because the graphite rods absorb the radiation from the, the nuclear processes that are going on inside the weapon. Right. Interesting. Okay. So um, this is the one of the, um, I mean, no question that this is one of the most destructive weapons in the series. But we've only covered the first one so far. What's what's number two? Yeah. So the second one that I have is the Geth Spitfire. It's not technically a weapon that we can put in our loadouts in any one of the games, but it is one that we find in Mass Effect 3 and we can use it. Mm -hmm. And its technology is kind of amazing. It looks like a minigun that might have been attached to a World War II fighter jet. That's the Spitfire. The right, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the Spitfire. Anyone who doesn't know, uh, there's a F World War II British fighter jet, not one of the bombers, one of the fighters, that's called the Spitfire. Yeah, famously effective. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not really what you'd expect from a Geth weapon, because it's not an energy weapon. It fires these clusters of like electrified donuts, basically. <laughs> it's bizarre. You're going to have to stick with me. Uh -huh. it's, it fires these clusters of electrified donuts that shatter upon impact. And then the projectiles create these electric arcs between the fragments and they cover the donuts in super hot plasma. Wow. And it does, and it does this with like an incredibly high fire rate. And so the co the codex says it ends up being like you're getting cut with a cutting torch. 
Yeah, that also sounds like it's got like a very broad area of effect. Yeah, it's 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 deadly. <laughs> it's deadly, all right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that sounds super... like something that uh, should be mounted on a vehicle or like uh, an anti-vehicle weapon, right? Yeah, it does, and and I think that's because it looks like it was meant to cut through metal which coincidentally i think it was the codex goes on to say alliance and korean intelligence agencies theorize that these guns were designed to destroy other geth hmm. other geth mm-hmm. so the, the geth are designing weapons that are anti-geth weapons and that's certainly i think a reference in at this point in mass effect 3 to the ongoing rift in geth that that you know some are fighting against the ones who choose to worship the reapers yeah yeah interesting Interesting. I mean, humans design weapons to kill other humans all the time, but we're not a hive mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not a hive mind. There's our differences are no secret. Yeah, like believing that Satanists are controlling science. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's that's the first two. We're gonna get to the next two after the mid break. So why don't we go ahead and knock that out? Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. Well, we, uh, we're we doubling up on our recordings this week, and chances are this recording will go up in two weeks when both Sam and I have the week off. Uh, I'm going to be on vacation. Sam's got some other stuff going on. Um, and so we don't get to call out any new patrons because we just did it on the last episode we recorded on our double episode recording day. But chances are, if you've signed up in the last two weeks, big thanks to you. I don't know your names yet because we're not in the future, but thanks for signing up and a big, big thanks to all of our patrons, all 63 of you, including Kolkashin's Cloudy Atlas, Kira, Lieutenant Tosino, and Pipe Man, and Big Bill's 63 our shepherd to your patrons if you are interested in getting ad-free episodes helping to support the show and just you know heck saying thanks for all the stuff that we put out because you appreciate it then go to patreon.com slash mass effect lorecast and check out all the different tiers and then you can join us at the end of august for our next patron episode so that would be awesome we'd love to have you also don't forget the merch oh and don't forget Uh, the merch (laughs) yeah i think the final shipment from when we started is going out soon so that'll be the uh whole cycle of shirts yeah so that'll be the fourth design and then um and and this is this is fun i don't bring this up very often the way that patreon does it is that if you sign up any time during the first year and then stick around every three months you get designs from the first year which means if you sign up now you haven't missed out on any of the shirts you just need to stick around 
long enough to collect all three shirts. You get a new shirt every three months, right? But if you sign up now and then three months from now, cycle two start kicks off, then you'll start collecting shirts from the second year as well. So you get double shirts. So you haven't really missed out yet. So that's that's the other thing is that like just because you know like some of you guys were able to sign up earlier doesn't mean that like if you're signing up now you're you're not going to get like it's not like you'll get like the first shirt and then the thing will end and you'll miss out on the next three you get double shirts so it's kind of a a bonus if you're late yeah it's they don't have a good way of just like extending it into a second year so this is the way it works um so that'll be fun I'll, i'll be working on those designs coming up in the next few weeks so stay tuned for that as well also thanks for leaving ratings and reviews on apple podcasts and ratings on spotify um we really do appreciate those they help us gain visibility and help new people find the show so thanks to all of our patrons you guys are the best all right let's move on spit it out or are you trying to build suspense you're so dense sir obviously i do not know as much about human relationships as i thought Okay, so, so far, we've talked about two very heavy weapons. We're talking heavy metal here. Are they the only exceptions to the general tech behind small arms? Or is there other stuff? There are way more. And, in fact, the next favorite of mine is a fully equipable assault rifle. Now, I say assault rifle in quotes uh, because while you get it in Mass Effect 3, it's not really a rifle. It's the Prothean Particle Rifle. They call it a rifle. It's more like a beam gun. And of course, there isn't much known about this rifle because it's Prothean, (laughs) Uh, aside from it having similarities with the collector particle beam. But according to the lore, it was developed out of necessity because the Protheans, when they were uh, at war with the Reapers, their supply chains kept getting shut down by warships getting blown up. Uh, So the Protheans needed a rifle that they could fire without ammo. And however... It doesn't require a cooldown, but it did suffice. It did fill that need. So while this rifle is also one of the heaviest and it causes, an, uh, you know, because of the huge weight, it will cause a nerf to your power cooldown speed. It's one of my personal favorites for a few reasons. Number one, lore wise, super cool to be able to use Prothean technology. That's probably like the only one in existence right now. Yeah. That's just awesome to me. Gameplay-wise, it bursts people into green flames. (laughs) That's awesome. And it applies status effects from ammo types quicker than other rifles. So, like, if you're using cryo ammo, it's going to get people to freeze quicker. If you're using Inferno, get them to go on fire faster. And the green flames thing isn't just a cool visual effect. It disintegrates bodies. So cannibals, you know, the the uh, the reaperfied batarians, mm-hmm. they had, they go and they feed and heal on dead bodies. But if you're disintegrating the enemies, they don't have any way to heal. It's just ashes. Yeah. 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 Yep. So maybe a, a deliberate design from the Protheans I wonder, to try I wonder. to slow down. Do we uh, do we know how this weapon still exists? So I'm pretty sure it was added into Mass Effect by the From Ashes DLC, mm-hmm. which is Javik's day one DLC. Right. I'm pretty sure that we just get it along with Javik. So like, okay, that's yeah, like it just comes with him. <laughs> right. right. Like maybe it's not like it's stuck around for pod. Yeah, it's not like it's stuck around for like 50,000 years and was like found buried on a planet somewhere or something like that and somehow is still in working order. 
that would be cool. <laughs> there was a mission to find that. Yeah, I would um, imagine that you would need like a um, like a, a room or um, some sort of encasing or something like like Javix pod to maintain that it hasn't degraded over time, that kind of thing, right? It doesn't tell us specifically, but that's what I'm imagining that Javik just had a few rifles in his pod because Javik was a soldier. Right, so right. Yeah, he would be equipped with backup stuff for when he wakes up right. and all that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, now, you mentioned you had one more unique weapon. Yeah, and this one packs a wallop, even for being very small. So, uh, everyone, don't judge by size, because sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes because earlier in the episode, Sam decided to <laughs> yeah. pull out the cane. Yeah, yep. I know. Yep. Is that what you call it? You just call it like the, <laughs> the cane? cane? The cane? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think now I will. Hey, baby, um, you ready for the cane? <laughs> oh, my God. Stop saying that. You've, yeah, you've turned yeah, me off for the next week. <laughs> I don't know if it's better or worse if the recipient of that comment is familiar with Mass Effect. <laughs> 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 if you find if you find a lady out there that you can say, "Hey, baby, are you ready for the cane?" and she goes, "Yeah," you, you, she's a keeper. <laughs> she's a keeper. Yeah, she's a keeper. <laughs> like, like the the uh, curators like the, of the, the Citadel. Citadel. Yeah, yep. <laughs> she's a ten, but she she <laughs> she just works at this console all day. She's a 10, but she has this weird little backpack and, <laughs> and six legs or four legs or whatever they have. Four legs yeah. and totally unresponsive to everything. <laughs> she's, she's a 10, but she gets annoyed at the upgrades that you put on the Citadel. <laughs> she, she's a 10, but I have no idea where she came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to think of Mass Effect's, uh, this weapon, like Mass Effect's version of the noisy cricket from Men in Black, uh-huh. because it really looks like it. Um, of course, I'm talking about the arc pistol, which is essentially a smaller version of the heavy weapon arc projector. But that heavy weapon arc projector, that thing is like a heavy weapon and it is very heavy. But man, it's like a lightning gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so insane. It just fires lightning at people and zaps them to death. And, and of course, both that the heavy weapon arc projector and the arc pistol are both massively effective against shields and synthetic enemies. But instead of being this massive thing to lug around, the pistol, the arc pistol, is small, portable, and it doesn't weigh much, which, by the way, very awesome if you're playing a pure biotic character like an adept, or if you're playing sentinel, or any 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 class where you would rely on your power cooldown speeds to be very high mm. or very low rather very fast you would want to carry this pistol around especially especially if your class doesn't have like overload or some other way to deal with shields this pistol is going to be your best friend so it just zaps the shields right out of people it's it's very small it doesn't weigh much it's a great support weapon to have um, but the technology behind it is awesome because the description of the weapon tells us that it, it, quote, uses a non-visible laser to ionize the air and create a path for high ampere electric shock. So it's ionizing the air between the end of the muzzle yeah. and your target. Like a lightning bolt. I, it is literally a lightning what bolt. What happens is that you end up with a pathway between the clouds and the ground somewhere with like an ionized path through the, through the air. And then, boom, 
that triggers an electric shock that runs all the way through that path. That's yeah. so it's a lightning gun. It's a light. It's literally a lightning gun. Um, and, you know, it doesn't weigh much. Like I said, it can be charged up and it takes an average enemy's shields out in one or two shots. And there's also the benefit of it being developed by one of the Corians, Admiral Darosin. So yeah, this is like uh, Thor. This is like if you were Thor in Mass Effect. Right? <laughs> yeah. So so it's a totally different kind of technology. It doesn't rely on Mass Effect fields because there's no real projectile. It's just like facilitating the creation of lightning <laughs> between yeah. you and your target. Right. So, yeah. Man, that's nuts. That's nuts. Well, that's that's your four. Um I had a fun idea to kind of wrap up the episode. Just kind of just throw this at you right now. Just boom. Surprise. Fun idea. If you were to make up a weapon for the next Mass Effect game, what would it do? And I've got an idea, so I can start if you want a minute to kind of think through this. Yes, go for it. All right. So my thought is it would be a, and then we're talking small arms, right? Small arms guns. This is a gun that shoots and deposits a, uh, a certain amount of element zero with an electric charge on the enemy. That's the projectile. So that it, what it does is it alters the mass of the enemy you're shooting at. So if it's like a human or a geth or something like that, boom, a mass effect field goes around them and either increases or reduces their mass. If it increases their mass enough, then gravity takes over and they flatten. They just die from too much gravity. If it reduces their mass, all of a sudden they're light and they're super fragile. And so like they take a step or they jump and then they just like, whew, just like like getting hit by one of the uh, the giants in Skyrim. You just go flying off into the air. Right. So and you can you can choose which setting to put it on, depending on what you're fighting. So like you're fighting a tank, you probably want to reduce its mass. And the next time it rolls over a bump, it just kind of like flips over because it's got too little mass. But you're shooting a, you know, a Corian or somebody you increase their mass and all of a sudden they squish like a pancake. I'm that is an awesome, awesome idea. I love the idea of being able to squish enemies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was just thinking, I don't know if this would qualify in like kind of the same realm. I'm thinking melee. But what if you had like a biotic sword? Mm-hmm. Like like or what if it was like an invisible sword? Like, I don't know how familiar you are with some of the uh, external media for the Elder Scrolls, but I got this idea from um, uh, the infernal city yeah where yeah. one of the characters has that like uh, ghost blade it's like so thin it's invisible uh-huh. and like just slices people in half with it so oh man that'd be cool that'd be cool i didn't think about like melee weapons i was thinking like like projectiles like another thing you could do with mass fields would be to change the uh if you can alter like on a dime the mass of your melee weapon so for mm-hmm. example you create a hammer and on the actual end of the hammer, the hammer's part itself, right before it makes contact. So it reduces the mass so it's easier to swing. And then as soon as it makes contact with something, it increases the mass so that you're like punching all the way through the, you know, <laughs> right. Or like it's like just like cleaving a hole through like somebody's chest, like, you know, normal hammer hits somebody, maybe breaks their chest and knocks them over. Right. But this thing would like be so heavy by that point that the weight itself through the motion of just swinging it would just like just like plunge through your enemies. This is like the Mass Effect version of the Super Sledge. Yeah. Yeah. 
But can yeah. you imagine, like, imagine the, the end of a hammer. Like, if that thing weighs, let's say it weighs 10 pounds, right? It's a big hammer, 10 pound mm. thing on the end. It's, you know, it's light enough to swing, but if you get hit by it, oh, that's going to hurt. But when it actually lands on somebody, it's it's 100 pounds. Just all of a sudden, just boom. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> You know, it'd be cool if there was a sniper, uh, a sniper rifle that fired like a huge, huge slug. And it was meant for like extremely long engagements, like far engagements. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, maybe it like reduced the mass of the slug so much (laughs) that (laughs) if you fired at someone, it would just be like a fucking uh, like a Moab bomb (laughs) going off and you could fire it like maybe miles away. Yeah, like at extremely fast speeds, even though it's really large. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And maybe like a tank buster round. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like mm. an actual Barrett 50 cal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea, the idea of like fluctuating a mass field, making something heavy and then light and then heavy and then light. Mm. Like yeah. um, another thing would be like to, to shoot something that like coats your enemies, but then the mass of the thing coating the enemies increases. So even like a net or something. So they like get really heavy. So like instead of like I was talking about like the the mass field changing the mass of the individual and all of a sudden they pancake because of gravity. But what if you had like a uh, like a sticky material or a material like a net, like a web that Mm. you could just kind of like launch over over an enemy. But then all of a sudden the webbing itself gets really heavy and then pins them to the ground. Like it'd be like Mm. a non-lethal way of uh, capturing somebody. So we're talking about mass effect field generating weapons, right? But not on the projectile, on the target itself. And I'm thinking, what? and this is a little maniacal, but uh-huh. <laughs> stay with me. I'm thinking, what if you had a weapon in mass effect that was like a net almost, but it was, a, it was like a mass effect field net. So you caught someone in a mass effect field, and then like, therefore the cops could use it as like a non-lethal thing. Or, mm-hmm. right. or you know how biotic detonations work. What if then you like used force throw on the person? Yeah, right. And their mass was already reduced to the point where they were like a feather. Yes. And, right, right. And you, li- you literally send them into the future. <laughs> into the future. Yeah, or just so, off the planet. Just <laughs> Right. Yeah. They, they go into orbit and like they're going so fast <laughs> that, that they time travel. And, mm-hmm. and it's already mm-hmm. canon in Mass Effect that some Mass Effect fields preserve the integrity and the G's in inside the mass effect field so you don't really feel it you know right. when you're going into high speeds so they'd be like fine <laughs> but, <laughs> but they would be like shot into the future like everyone else has aged a lot but they haven't and they're like what the fuck is the, the speed they were moving yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're talking like super crazy like i was talking like yeah, maybe maybe make them float around and you're talking about like like shoot them like to the speed of light and just poof. Yeah. Flying around at the speed of sound. Yeah. Right, right, right. Man, man, there's so many things that you could do. And some of these things absolutely border on just like ridiculous. But um, I would love, uh, in fact, it'd be really cool to get some of our uh, our listeners ideas on this. <laughs> what guns they Maybe would. Maybe that could be the next um, mysterious benefactor. Yeah. Contest. Design a Mass Effect weapon. Or the conversation for next week. Yeah. Would be like, I don't know. If you could design a weapon in Mass Effect, what would it do? Because there's a lot of technology they have that we don't. So, God, the sky's the limit, you know? Or you could even open it up and make it design one piece of Mass Effect gear. That it you could want. be any and gear. And maybe someone has an idea for like a piece of armor that they would want. Right. Yeah. A helmet, armor set, a vehicle. That could be cool. 
man, this is this has been fun. I love talking talking all these different items and things. Um, well, but we got to wrap up the episode. Sam, I know you got streams. Where can people check out your stuff? Yeah, still streaming uh, Sassy Shepherd with some modded Mass Effect 3. Uh, that's on Saturdays, Sassy Ship Saturdays. And then I got Thetas Thursdays for my Dragon Age first playthrough ever. Uh, and uh, if people are interested in catching some of my streams, they can find me at In7TheLegend on Twitch. Awesome. Yep, you can catch my streams. I've been streaming a bunch of stuff as well, messing with mods, just playing things, hanging out with people. I love chatting with you guys when I get the opportunity. All my stuff's over on the Robots Radio channels on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook. Just pick the one you want to watch or, you know, whatever platform you prefer. Also, I uh, just recently released um, some songs on Spotify. I've been messing around writing music. I've got three uh, lo-fi tracks up on Spotify right now. If you go, if you just search Robots Radio on Spotify, uh, lo-fi for synths is what it's called. And they're also copyright free. So if you have a playlist that you are using on your stream or want songs for videos or any of that kind of stuff, you can use these songs, put them, just grab them from Spotify, drop them in your playlist, and then you can use them. So, um, you know, let me know what you think. Uh, you know, if you guys are into this stuff, I'll keep writing more and I'll eventually add, I have like a whole big long playlist of stuff. So that's what I got going on. But other than that, that's what we got for this week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Chat, thank you for being here and uh, putting up with the shenanigans. We'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.